0: Welcome back into to the Tide Tall Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. We are here with a NFL Draft edition of the podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jake Thomas. Jake, how are you doing tonight?
1: Man, I am doing great. Uh, excited, uh, you know, it's a uh, going to be a fresh start for some of our boys that played uh, this year for the team. Uh, going to be glad, you know, fun to watch them play in the NFL.
0: That's right, man. It's an exciting time of year. Uh, this is kind of our last taste of football until, I guess, really SEC Media Day roll around in July. So it's going to be a while after this week before we have, you know, some football in our lives. So we're going to be really looking forward to it and really going to take advantage of, of what we have coming up later this week.
1: Absolutely. And uh, we may be able to sneak in a post-draft uh update you know and talk about where some of the guys go you know potentially. yeah absolutely so.
0: we'll, we'll definitely that is definitely going to be a, a a topic of discussion coming up here before too long after this draft is completed but before we start talking about the draft real quick i want to tell everybody a little bit about betonline.ag betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports actions and that includes the nfl draft you can bet on uh, what if this certain lady is going to be wearing a certain type dress, a certain color dress, uh, is Trevor Lawrence going to wear a tie? I swear I saw that on <laughs> betonline.ag today. So there's all sorts of great prop bets that you can, you can bet on at betonline.ag as we head into the NFL draft. So make sure you go on to betonline.ag, sign up today, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, betonline.ag. A G, all right, Jake. Uh, a lot to talk about here with Alabama and the NFL draft. Uh, I, I think there's a chance of maybe six, seven guys from this from this Alabama team to be drafted uh, in the first round. Of course, uh, I I know Miami had the had the record with six. I don't think Alabama. I think Alabama's tied it once, maybe. I think so, but I'm not sure that they have broke that record. So six is the record. And they definitely have a chance to tie that, and maybe a slim possibility of breaking that. But and we're going to talk a little bit about all of that. But you know, we're, we're both kind of looking here at mock drafts, and of course, a mock draft is just a guess. Um, you know, an educated guess, but it is a guess. Uh, and Jake, it look it's looking like San Francisco is leaning towards Mac Jones, uh, according to some people. Uh, we're both looking right now actually at you know we're not looking at Mel Kiper or Todd McShay or any of those guys mock drafts right now we just picked a random mock draft that we're both looking at and we're looking at a uh, sporting news and they have Mac Jones being selected third overall by the 49ers Jake do you think that is how it how it plays out
1: yeah uh, that's gonna be interesting uh, for uh, you know come I think the first two, uh, uh, one and two set with uh, Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson. Number three is where, you know, the draft can really start. Um, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, whether they're going to take Jones or uh, Justin Fields. But looks like here in the past, I mean, even today, there was a, you know, I think there's an article come out that they was leaning more towards Matt Jones. So that's what I feel like. uh it, Matt Jones, you know, he played his heart out. I mean, we we talked about it before. He paid his dues at Alabama, and what he did last year was incredible. And and if he's the number number three pick, my gosh, that's great for him. And I, I'm excited for him.
0: Yeah, and and like you said, the the first two picks are pretty much set in stone. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, and Zach Wilson to the Jets, and then like you mentioned the draft really gets going there with the third pick with the 49ers and uh, you know from from what I've read and from what I've heard listening to different podcasts and uh, different you know experts uh, there's people in the uh, in the front office that like Trey Lance out in San Francisco Uh but Kyle Shanahan likes Mac Jones and of course Shanahan is a is a QB guru and offensive genius, so it's going to be hard to go against what what the coach is wanting. And so I imagine if that's who uh, Shanahan wants, that's who they're going to pick. So uh, definitely going to be interesting to see if Mac Jones can can uh, go over to San Francisco. You know, they're not a bad team. They were just in the Super Bowl year before last. Uh, so you know, they, they got talent on their roster. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Mac Jones can do there, if that is indeed where he ends up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he would be a perfect fit there. I mean, you've got – like you said, you got a lot of talent on that team. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, – you know, uh, Sporting News has like a little uh, – like a little paragraph uh, describing, you know, the, the player that they put at, the, at each spot and uh, what they said about Jones – you know he has underrated athletic, you know uh, athleticism. He's very accurate. He's got smarts and you know, quick decision making, and we saw all that last year. You know, so um, and like you said, Kyle has a, a, a QB guru. So getting him, you know, right here in this spot, man, he he can grow Mac, and it'll be great for both both parties. I do believe.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think it would be a perfect fit for Mac. To play for Shanahan. And, and, you know, I actually, I've been reading, the, I, I, I'm obsessed with the NFL draft. So I've been reading a lot of scouting reports and mock drafts. And one scout said that Mac Jones, and, and you got to listen to the wording because it, it can throw you off a little bit. But he said, Mac Jones is the most athletic quarterback in this draft inside of the pocket. And I agree with that. Yeah. I'm not, th- th- there's nobody else in this draft that can maneuver in the pocket the way that Mac Jones does. Yeah. Now, he don't look the prettiest while he's, you know, taking off on a scramble. He's not going to do like Trevor Lawrence can or Zach Wilson can or, uh, you know, Justin Fields or, or uh, Lance Kid. He's not going to look like those guys running, you know, down the sideline. But as far as pocket maneuverability – I can't believe I got that out. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. as far as as far as pocket awareness and the ability to move inside the pocket, Mac Jones does that as good as anybody. You know, he, and and I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady, but it's Tom Brady esque the way that he can kind of man- maneuver in that pocket without being an overly athletically gifted
1: athlete. Absolutely, and I just want to make one quick point. Uh, this is we're uh, going away uh, from the Alabama guys just for a second, but. I just want to say that, you know, there's a team on the outside of the top ten that, you know, that really needs a quarterback. And I'm talking about the New England Patriots. And they have ten picks this draft. You know, they love bringing in draft picks and then trading them to move up. So that might be something to watch. And you got four great quarterbacks, and then I think it just quits after that. You might have one or two here that might – fall fourth fifth round but but you got four guys and then might be interesting to see what they do so well, they jump on the guys
0: you're talking about the quarterbacks and like i said i've I, I dive deep into these these scouting reports and stuff like that around this time of year and mm-hmm. i gotta watch in the second round uh is davis mills quarterback from stanford he was a highly recruited five-star kid coming out of high school but i believe he only got to start about 11 games at stanford oh wow so but he he's he's a big kid, probably six four, six five, you know, two twenty to two thirty, uh, big time arm, athletic. Uh, so he's a guy to watch there in the second round. Could kind of be like what Jalen Hurts was this year for Philadelphia, that second round pick who become the starter, starter towards the end of the year, and is now going to take over for that franchise in Philadelphia. I can see something similar happening with Davis Mills. Uh, out of Stanford. So that that is a, that's another guy to watch uh there at the quarterback position.
1: Absolutely. And one other thing, real quick, the the next pick after San Francisco is the Falcons. Of course, we know we have two former studs there, Julio Jones and Kevin Ridley, and uh and they actually have Kyle Pitts projected to go fourth there. So could you imagine a defense trying to Trying to block, you know, cover Jones, Ridley, and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that—that's a dynamic trio there for Arthur Smith. That—that that, that's what plays out. Yeah,
0: that is. uh That would be interesting to to see how that unfolds. The draft is just—I I cannot wait for Thursday night, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. We've only talked about the first few picks, but you know, on down the line here in this mock draft. uh you know, the, the next guy from Alabama that's that's being taken. I'm not missing anybody. It's Jalen Waddle, according to this. That's right, ain't it Jake?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And of course, he looks like he might be teaming up with Tua. Did I get that? Am I am I reading that right? I'm I'm yeah. I've scrolled down and I've lost my place. So <laughs> yeah, six, yes. the yeah, Miami has the sixth pick there, you know, via the trade. Uh and, and this, this mock draft has them taking Jalen Waddle. Um So, how, what do you think about Waddle teaming back up with – well, l- let me just put it to you this way. What do you think about Smith or Waddle? We'll kind of cover both Smith and Waddle here. The possibility of either one of those guys teaming up with Tua.
1: Man, that would be awesome. And I'm sure Tua would love it as well. You know, Tua – He kind of struggled a little bit this year because I mean, all I mean, he was throwing great passes. They're just getting dropped. It seemed like every pass was dropped that it threw up this year, and so you know they need some some receivers. And Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Waddle, my gracious, Waddle can, you know, he can spread spread the field. He can, I mean, he's quick. So I mean, you're gonna have to. To stay on and you got to have a corner or you know somebody to stay on him. If they can't, he's going to outrun He's going to get a touchdown every time if he's open. So yeah, the, the, the Miami
0: offense really needs some explosive playmakers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, Waddle fits that description perfectly. And so does Devontae. Yeah. So I would be excited if either one of those guys was able to team back up with Tua.
1: Absolutely, man, and, and and you know it's kind of kind of funny that Waddle didn't did get played like, I mean he played a little bit, but you know he got injured, and Smitty like took over and and was the Heisman Trophy winner. But right here they have Waddle going before Smitty, so you know that's interesting uh, to see. But I, I think it's warranted. I mean, I wouldn't say that that either one of them is better than the other one, but but Waddle, man, he he's just a different animal out there.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Waddle's ability to just make explosive plays. I mean, anytime he touches the ball, he has a chance to take it all the way to the house. So that's going to be exciting to watch. We kind of – you know, Devontae, the same, the same thing with Devontae. Um, there's no sense in kind of we, – we've talked about those guys a lot on the podcast. Uh, and so, and speaking of Devontae, Jake, where, where does this mock draft have Devontae going?
1: Let's see. They, uh, they got him going to – uh-oh, our buddy Lane would, would enjoy this. Got him going to Los Angeles Chargers.
0: And I just don't see him dropping to 13. I don't either. I did, uh, I just can't see that.
1: I mean, you got a lot of teams there that, that need a, a, you know, a wide receiver. Um, you know, you got the Giants who, who could use a playmaker. The Cowboys, uh, even Philadelphia need need a playmaker on the outside. So, if if – if he does fall to the Chargers, that's a steal for them.
0: That would be the steal of the first round. I mean, to me, he's at worst the second best receiver in this class. hmm And if you get the second best receiver in, in this type of wide receiver class, I mean, this is a loaded class. You talk about Smitty, Waddle, Chase, Bateman, uh, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, Rondell Moore from, from Purdue. Dude, there's, there's some studs in this class. Yeah. So, if uh, if if Smitty drops to 13, you know, that, that is a gift to the Chargers. I, I just – I cannot see
1: that happening. I, I can't either. But, if, like I said, if it does, that's a steal. And, you know, uh, we, we skipped over a guy. Uh, they actually have Patrick Sertain going to Dallas. Well, yeah, do you, I, how, how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought that's exactly where he was going to be this entire process. I thought I've always thought he's going to be the tenth pick to the Cowboys, and and now both their corners are going to be you know Alabama dudes. You know they took uh, Diggs last year, and and now they're going to have uh, Patrick Sertan the second. So uh, two great Alabama corners to, to you know fill a position of need for the Cowboys. So uh, I, I've thought that this was going to be his landing spot. Uh, you know, pretty much ever since the uh, draft order was set.
1: Yeah. And, and like you said, you got two Bama boys uh, at your corners for the Cowboys for the next several years. That's huge, uh, especially with Sertain. He's, he's a lockdown corner. And, uh, man, they, you know, you really don't want to throw it on either side if that, if that, you know, comes to fruition because, I mean, both of them are great in their own respects. But Sertain, man, he, he was the, the, Guy on the defense for us last year, and you know, hey nobody went threw to his side, and if they did, he knocked it down, or, or he made made a quick recovery and, and got a tackle, and didn't let anybody get get you know too far away from him.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a stud. I mean, he'll be a, he'll be an all pro player, uh, in in my opinion. I
1: agree, hundred percent, man.
0: Well, we scroll on down, and the next guy I see, Jake, unless I've made a mistake, is is Najee Harris at twenty four. To the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Boy, that would be, you know, you. Whew, I, I said that's a big another steal for them. Which he falls that far. Yeah, I mean, I know.
0: think he's. I think Najee Harris is Le'Veon Bell when Le'Veon Bell was in his prime. I think that's yeah. who Najee Harris is. So, uh, kind of fitting that he would go to Pittsburgh, um, since Le'Veon Bell, you know, in his heyday was at Pittsburgh. Uh, I. I think that's that would be a really good pick for, for Pittsburgh. I really
1: do. I do too. And I mean you they've already got uh uh James Connor, of course, but but man, put putting him put him beside James Connor, man, that that's a deadly uh backfield. And uh with Ben Ben Rosberg, of course, Ben's getting older, but Ben can still make plays and uh and they're gonna be pretty stout uh, offensively.
0: Yeah, and, and, and Najee's just one of those guys that that he's, he can help the offense not just on the ground game but in pass protection, uh, then also in the passing game. Uh, just an all-around back uh, really fits the mold of an NFL running back in today's time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Next guy we got looks like uh, we've got at the 26th pick uh, potentially and we got Christian Barmore, and I love that pick right there.
0: Yeah, Barmore Barmore is one of those guys um, uh, that could be a boom or bust type player. And and I think I think if if Barmer would have come back for another year and you know played like he played in the playoffs for the majority of the season, mm-hmm. we're talking about a top three, you know, top five pick in next year's draft. So uh if he can you know, kind of – and I don't, I don't think he's really a head case that much. But if he can kind of stay a little more consistent, uh, I mean, they're, they're getting a top five talent here in the later part of the draft if he becomes that guy that you can rely on game in and game out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they just uh, uh, acquired a uh, on Clowney. And, uh, of course, they've already got Miles Garrett. So, you you have a stud defense, uh, especially uh linebacker. I think, really, Clowney has been lately kind of more like a defensive end, the you know, edge rusher top guy. So, you had them three guys on on that front. Man, that's that's uh, going to be tough to handle for teams. Yeah, she, <laughs> that, that,
0: that would be a tough defensive line to try to block. And, you know, <laughs> Cleveland's quietly becoming a contender there, in that division with Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore. So things are getting interesting up there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they was 11-5 this past year. So, you know, maybe, you know, it seems like uh, Baker Mayfield has figured it out. they got some talent on the offensive side. Now they need to uh, fix their defense a little bit and looks like they're, they're heading the right direction.
0: Yeah, and, and actually, Barmore is the the last guy that Sporting News has listed as a first round draft pick from Alabama. So that's five guys, if I if I, if my country board math uh, adds up right. That's um right. So, Jake, um, out of the out of the guys that were not, you know, listed here in this mock draft uh, from Alabama, who do you think has a chance to sneak into that first round?
1: I, I think it's going to be uh, Leonard Dickerson um, he he has a potential because there's a lot of, of guys in the late late rounds that that need offensive line help uh, one of them being uh, my Tennessee Titans they've got the uh, they got the 22nd pick and uh, they've got a guy uh, out of Texas Sam Cosme uh, going to them but I mean they're any anywhere from 20 down you know, everybody needs offensive line help, and you know Landon Dickerson is all about heart. We we know, you know he he's going to play hard each and every snap. So if if somebody comes up and grabs him, I don't think it'd be too early. I think they're going to be getting a great player for years to come.
0: Yeah, I would I would go with either Landon Dickerson or Alex Leatherwood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Alex Leatherwood is kind of a a strange prospect to me. Like sometimes when you watch him, you're like, oh yeah, that's a first round dude. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a future NFL F tackle. And then there's other times you watch him and, uh, it's just, there's something missing. So, um, if there's enough on the tape for one of these teams late in the first round, like a Baltimore or, uh, you know, maybe Buffalo or green Bay, one of those teams, maybe your Tennessee Titans there, Mm -hmm. uh, if, if they like it enough maybe that they go and, and take alex leatherwood but i am with you it would either be landon or alex that could sneak into that uh first round uh and i don't yeah. really see anybody else uh kind of creeping in i guess there's a possibility that maybe dylan moses but yeah uh i still think there's a few too many question marks after his injury uh to, to you know draft him with a first round pick
1: yeah, I agree, and you know, Lent, uh, Dylan wasn't the same. It seemed like this past year kind of hurt his draft stock. Uh, you know, before pre-injury, I think he would have been a first-round pick, probably you know, a top fifteen, top ten guy. But you know, it's you know, his injury, he just wasn't the same. I don't know if there's. It, I think he did say in an interview after the season's over that, that he played scared. You know, didn't want to hurt himself again. Uh, something to that effect. So. He's got to get that out of his head because you know he, he can be a first round talent for anybody who he falls to for sure.
0: All right, okay. Here's going to be a couple questions that's really not uh, Alabama related, but but go ahead and scroll back up to there to the to the first round, Jake, mm-hmm. and kind of look at the list of guys, regardless of what school they played at, and tell me a guy that you think is going to that's going to be drafted higher than what they should be drafted. And a guy that's going to be drafted lower than what they should be drafted.
1: Oh man, that's a uh, that's a good question. I I think it's going to be um, at fifteen. Uh, the Patriots they, they got them picking a offensive tackle guard from USC, Elijah Tucker. I don't I don't know much about this guy because we don't we don't follow usc but
0: he's a good player
1: yeah i mean if he's going to uh if he's projected to be a top 15 guy then absolutely but you know i they do need offensive uh line help but i just I, i still think they are going to you know potentially trade up and get a um you know a quarterback so but if they if they pick there you know there's still some guys that be other than him that they could go after. I mean, they need a wide receiver. Uh they had uh Tony from Florida. He's he's still there potentially. So uh, I think he might be the one uh, that that might fall a little bit. The guy who could jump up I think would be um uh Najee in Austin I you know I think Najee can is a top 15 guy and uh and if somebody needs a running back you know, before uh, twenty and up, man, I, I would take him in a heartbeat because, you know, you know what you get with him.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. The guy that I think, according, like, like we mentioned, we're looking at the Sporting News mock draft. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Smitty going 13th overall to the Chargers. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go that that the Giants take him at 11.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so uh,
0: to, to give uh, their, their young quarterback, Daniel Jones, some help out wide, they got Saquon Barkley, who's coming off an injury. So you, you got a guy like Daniel Jones at quarterback who, who's shown that he is capable. Yeah. You got uh, an elite running back in Barkley. And then you add uh, an elite talent out wide at receiver. Uh, you know, you're doing pretty good there. and And then to me, you know, they, they have them picking Rashawn Slater, an offensive tackle from, from Northwestern, who's a really good football player. But I think you can get a tackle there in the second round like an Alex Leatherwood yeah. uh, uh, to to fill that void. And, and you get more bang for your buck, so to speak. Uh, you know, getting Smitty there with your first pick and maybe a guy like an Alex Leatherwood or another tackle there uh, in the second round. So that, that's a guy I see that could maybe go up higher than what this draft mock draft has. Uh, and, and somebody that I believe is is too high <sighs> man that this is this is this is a tough one because you know the quarterback position is is so strange. Um but you know that this draft has and I'm not saying he's not a good player and he won't be a good player and I could be wrong. He could be the next Patrick Mahomes. But Trey Lance mm-hmm. I mean how much have we really seen of this guy? Right. And, and not only how much have we seen of him, but who has he played against? Yeah. So, and and that's not his fault. I'm not knocking him for that. I think he has talent. I do. I think he, I, and I think he should be a first round pick, but, uh, do I think he should be a top seven pick? Like they have him here going to the Detroit Lions at seven. I, I'm not so sure. Um, to me, He's a guy that if he did fall to the Patriots, that would be a great spot for him to be picked at. I yeah. really, th- I think it'd be a good place for him to go. I think it'd be a good pick for the Patriots. But at seven, that's just a little too rich for my blood on a guy that you only have, shoot, I don't know, ten starts on or so, and it's at the FCS level. So uh, I just, you know, and and like I said, I could be dead wrong on him because quarterback is so tricky to to, to scout and try to, you know, guess how good they're going to be at the next level. But that's just kind of my guy who I think is being talked about and, you know, possibly going to be drafted a little higher than what I think he needs to be drafted at.
1: Yeah. They, you know, they have him going over Justin Fields and, you know, I, you know, when you're sitting there with the short lines with the seventh pick and you still got Lance and Fields on the board, I just don't see how you, you pass on Fields because you've seen him a lot more against – like you said, it's not a knock on, on Lance, but it's just the division he played in. And, you know, Fields has been proven against tougher competition than Lance has. So that that would be – you know, I I will say this. I'm glad me and you's not in, in these, you know, draft rooms because it, it, it's tough to, to narrow it down to one person in 10 minutes. That's all you get in the first round. Oh, I jake, jake.
0: Jake. <laughs> you, you can think that yourself. Speak for yourself. I wish I was in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
1: one thing I want to point out, they do go on to the second round on this draft, uh little mock draft that we're looking at. And if it all plays out like they're saying, I just want to make a quick comment. We talked about Landon Dixon, but they have the Titans picking him at the 53rd pick.
0: Hey, there you go, Jake. There you
1: go. I would love that because you know they still got Derek Henry and they need some help after losing um old um, uh, Conklin and the free agency uh, last year. So you know if they if they do pick the guy from I think it was Texas that they projected in the first round and then get Leonard Dickinson on the inside, man, you that that'd be huge uh, upgrades for for Henry because I mean. Henry runs the ball like a madman and that that's the pretty much the offensive game plan, uh, for the Titans. So getting Dickerson man right there would be great.
0: Yeah, that, that would be, it. that would be a solid pickup there <laughs> in the middle part of that second round. Well, I guess that'd be kind of the latter part of the second round, mm-hmm. um, by the Titans. So that, that would be big. And then I think leather is just a few spots down below him. Yeah. Uh, there was Seattle, I believe is what I read earlier. So, um, Going to be interesting to see, Jake. Uh, it's Thursday night, uh, like you mentioned earlier. We're going to do our best to, as soon as as soon as we can, do a post draft kind of recap, roundup, whatever you want to call it. So we look forward to doing that. And remember, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head over there right now and sign up and place all your prop bets on the NFL draft that's coming up here Thursday night. The first round is Thursday night. What is it, the second and third rounds? Maybe the fourth uh, round is on Friday, and then the rest yeah. of it's on Saturday?
1: I believe you're right.
0: You know, they do it a little yeah. different than what they used to, but right, kind of hard yeah. to keep up with. But, uh,
1: it, it is.
0: But, but head over to betonline.ag, sign up today, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus. What that means is if you put $100 in that you're going to bet, they're going to give you another $50 to play with. So it's free money. So just head on over, over to betonline.ag today. All right, Jake, you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up this pre-draft podcast?
1: Man, it's a uh, sudden times to watch these guys, uh, who played for, uh, Alabama last year and got us championship, you know, so I hope they all make it at the next level. And, uh, you know, go out there and, and get it, boys. I know y'all can because I've seen y'all did it on the field and, and just go to that next level and, and be a stud up there too.
0: Yeah, really excited to see what, what all these guys can do at the next level. Really rooting for all of them. Jake is a better NFL fan than what I am. He has, The Tennessee Titans are his team. Um, I am a, a somewhat Miami Dolphins fan because of, mm-hmm. of Tua. But, you know, I just try to look around and, and root for all the Alabama players and just kind of enjoy what all they're doing at the next level, representing, you know, the university that we all love. So that, that's why I'm not really a great NFL fan because I don't have a team per se. But I guess if I had to pick a favorite team right now, it would be the Dolphins. But Jake is much better at, at being loyal to his NFL team than I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, ever since uh, the Titans got uh... – a Got Henry, man. I, I've been with them 100 percent because I loved Derrick Henry in, in college, and now I love watching him stiff arm the competition. <laughs> I mean, he's got the most awesome stiff stiff arm ever. I know, I don't feel good for the guys getting stiff arm, but man, it's it's amazing to watch.
0: Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch, man. Mm-hmm. All right, bud. Hey, real quick before we head out, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Tide Talk Pod. I'm at Blackwood eighty nine.
1: And I'm at Jake Thomas TTS still.
0: All right. Hey, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star written review. That helps us out tremendously. Follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, you know, all the all the major platforms uh you can find us there. So make sure you do that. We appreciate all the support. Until next time, everybody, roll tide. Roll tide.